Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we maliciously comply with HR. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, how Thornton broke his Richard and got us out of PT and basic training. Another fine, superb raccoon military story. So, in basic training in San Diego before it was shut down, I entered the Navy under the watchful eye of Petty Officer First Class Wannabe. Now, that was not his real name, but the PO was up for Chief Petty Officer, and they seriously harass you when you go for the grade. See, it's not just time and grade and test scores, you have to be selected by your peers. Cue the harassment in calling him Chief Wannabe, we were ordered to comply with this name change. He is made to wear a name tag with Chief Wannabe on it in magic marker written on masking tape over his real name tag. So Chief Wantanabe, aka Chief Wannabe, did not bear this with much grace. He was not a bad guy, see the end for a bonus story example, but this really irritated him and made him grumpy. A grumpy Filipino company officer was not fun at times. One of his great insults was if anyone was lagging behind, you would hear, What's the matter, Thornton? Your Richard broke? Chief's voice is getting louder as he says each word. Seaman Thornton, I mean, Seaman Thornton, was the target of Wannabe's ire, as he was a slow dude. From West Virginia, he was the one guy who could not walk in time with the rest of the group. Tall and gangling, he was just clumsy as heck. So later in the basic training cycle, the CO and XO get to go home at night, and we take care of ourselves. Thornton's in his bed grabbing his acorns and moaning. He managed to rack them pretty good on the obstacle course the previous day or so ago on something and was now in considerable pain. I should go to the infirmary, he groaned. We weren't sure what to do. It was lights out. Us squad leads got our heads together. We would send the squad XO with him to make sure it was okay. They left. Never came back from the infirmary till morning. Thornton had an infection in his bean bag. It was swollen like a grapefruit. Okay, more like an orange. He was on strong antibiotics and painkillers, and no PT or other physical exertion. And one more thing, they were in a sling. Kinda like a jockstrap, but it had this hole for his Richard so he could pee without taking it off. Funniest freaking thing freaking ever. He stood up on the table and proudly proclaimed, Look guys, my Richard is broke, in the chief's strong accent. Chief comes in later to do our morning PT. Thornton heads outside where we're assembling in front of the old concrete laundry tables where, in the past, recruits had to scrub their clothes. Thank God they just send them to the central laundry by the time I was in the Navy. Chief is short, so he climbs up on one to address us as always and notices Thornton sitting on the bench meaning he can't participate in PT. Thornton, you summa bench. What's the matter with you? Your Richard broke? Thornton stands up to attention. Sir, yes, sir. Thornton, it is too early for your crap this morning. I'm gonna make them do double if you're freaking with me, Thornton. Sir, my Richard is broke, sir. Chief Wannabe's eyes narrow and his voice gets really quiet. Let me see your broken Richard paperwork. 
meaning the paperwork excusing him from PT. Cue malicious compliance. Thornton drops his PT shorts, exposing his broken Richard in a sling to all the world and chief wannabe. Eyes bug out. Then his eyebrows knit together in anger. Hands come up to cover his face in a double face palm. He is so mad he is shaking and has to sit down. Wait, is he laughing? Yes, he is. The sound is jarring, unreal, impossible. Thornton, 20 years in the Navy and that is the first honest-to-God broke Richard I have ever seen. Everybody freaking inside on Earthquake Watch until I say so. Earthquake Watch is where we all lie down on the floor, get real quiet, and listen for earthquakes. In other words, a little extra shut-eye. Meanwhile, Chief Wannabe is outside laughing his butt off, telling the other CO and XOs about the broke Richard. Bonus story featuring Chief Wannabe and Seaman Thornton. No MC here, so here it is at the end. Mention Chief is up for E7, and Thornton can't march worth crap, so our field parade practical is up. We pass with a 97 or above, and we get a little gold patch for our company standard, if my memory serves correctly. Ain't gonna happen with Thornton in the group and we know it, but Chief has a plan. Thornton, get up here, he says as we form up to head over for the practical. Sir, yes sir, Seaman Thornton reporting as ordered, sir. Crap, now even he is saying it. Relax, son. You got a slight limp there, Thornton. You sure you don't need to go to the infirmary? Gonna be a lot of marching out there, son. This should be a clue. It is not. Thornton is not the smartest guy. Sir, I am fi- Ow! as Chief Wannabe steps on Thornton's foot. Infirmary, Thornton, that is an order. Thornton limps off to the infirmary. We go out and score 100%. Chief Wannabe is practically beaming because this checks off the last box on his list for E7. Sure, it's bull, but this is part of the hazing for him. We get back. Thornton is in PT gear now, back from the infirmary. Chief tells us to change, too. He has some extra special PT after that pathetic showing out on the field. We don't know our score. We thought we did good. I mean, he looked happy. Did we freak something up? We change. He orders us to form a line along the tables in the middle of the room. XO comes in with some guys carrying bags of freaking McDonald's. Chief bought us all out of his pocket Big Macs with large fries and large Cokes. After weeks eating mess hall chow and being hungry all the time, it is like freaking nirvana. And his tag now says, Chief Wantanabe. All I'm saying is, you gotta be a special level of clumsy to not only be able to whack yourself on something so good that you have to go to the infirmary, but it becomes the size of an orange? This guy must have done nothing short of doing the classic jump on a rake and have the handle hit you where the sun doesn't shine. Our next story is, take my ID and ask me, what the freak are you going to do about it? Okay. So when I was a wee superb raccoon, but still superb, I was in the Navy. Recently 21, we decided to go to a bar that had a decent local cover band. So we show up and I present my ID. Grant you, clean cut and close shaved, I did not look 21, but my out of state ID was no good. And all I had was my military ID. Doorman decides he can freak with me. This is fake. I'm keeping it. My eyes bugged out. Dude, that is a military ID. Give it back. They said, nope. Mine now. 20 bucks or freak off. I said I can't get back on base without it. Then you better cough up $20 or freak off. Oh, I see. This is a shakedown. Freak off, huh? Okay. Cue malicious compliance. 
Buddy who drove and used state ID drove us back. We go into the officer of the day's office to report my lost slash stolen ID. Officer of the day is a crusty old idiot, but fair. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Actually a Mustang. He takes orders from the president and God. And we're not sure of the president. He might tell him to freak off if it's a stupid idea. He listens. My buddy backs my story. His eyes narrow in an evil, evil way. Chief, can you come up here? I got a present for you. I started to shake a little. Am I headed for a few days in the brig for losing my ID? Freak. There goes any chance of a bump to E4. Seaman Raccoon here says the doorman at Joe's took his ID and wants $20. Pull a driver in one of those jar heads at the gate and go down there and sort it out. The chief looks at me like fresh meat. Come on, you two, we're going for a ride. So we all pile in the van with a couple of marines and BDU and sidearms. It is quiet on the way there. Chief don't look too happy. Can't believe I gotta deal with this crap. Well, at least I don't have to sit at the desk all night. So we roll up. Place is pretty packed. Dorman doesn't look so tough as the chief stalks up to him like a storm cloud, spitting lightning and two armed marines flanking him. I'm hanging back. Raccoon, is this the guy with your ID? I say yes, chief. Chief gets up toe-to-toe with him. Chief is short and wide, but is built like a brick wall. Jim Muscle Doorman takes a step back, but dude has nowhere to go in the little entranceway. Give me his ID now, or I will start looking for it myself. ID is produced. Handed to me. Doorman ignored. Chief pulls the door open, looks at the room, motions for the marines to make a hole to the bar, make it wide. They do so, calmly shouting to move people out of the way as the music and talk dies down. Chief grabs a chair, stands on it, then uses his parade ground voice. All active duty military, this site is now on the prohibited list. Pay your tab and get out. He gets down, walks out with marines tailing him, and half the bar follows them out. Very few are active duty this far from base, but many are reserve or retired. They don't like crap like this either. Place went on the list and was still there when I transferred out six months or so later. Yep, I freaked off hard and fast. Honestly, in a way, I kind of feel bad for the establishment as a whole, but to be fair, they did hire and actively employ somebody who was trying to get a racket off of people innocently just doing an ID check. But like, did the place actually deserve to get such a bad rap because the doorman was doing some BS? Maybe. 
Our next story is, won't talk to me? Don't worry, I'll talk to HR. So I used to be a union delegate for a large firm with multiple sites. We had a Karen of a manager who was appointed by her uncle, a director of the firm, to a role. She wasn't very bright and told me once 40 was half of 100. I've written on the subreddit before about her. Where I work, we get four weeks annual leave, two weeks sick leave, and two days bereavement leave a year. All this leave is accumulating too, so if you don't use it up, it builds up. So one of my union members, Max, goes to Karen and asks for bereavement leave, and she refuses, as Max has no proof his grandmother has died. She also quotes part of our employment contract that states managers can ask for proof of death for bereavement leave. Max explains he's from a culture where funerals are very important, but Karen refuses him still. He tries to explain that it's not just the grieving process, but the actual cultural event for social reasons also. Max is flabbergasted and comes to me. Our contract actually states proof is required if the employee has a poor leave record. It also states without a poor leave record, bereavement leave cannot be refused. Max has worked for the firm for five years without a single day off besides annual leave. I approach Karen about it, and she says she won't talk to me about it and I'm wrong. She tells me to take it above her if I have a problem, but she's right. By sheer coincidence, it's a quarterly union meeting with the executives later that day. And as per Karen's instructions, I take it above her. Max is also from an ethnic and cultural minority. Come the meeting, I explain the situation to everyone present, including Max's ethnic and cultural background. I ask four questions. Why are you breaking employee contract and are you prepared to go to court? As we are. Why is the firm being culturally insensitive? Why is the firm being racist by denying someone's ethnic and cultural beliefs? Where is the general compassion from the firm? There was stone-cold silence for a good two minutes. The head of HR offered his apologies, told me the leave would be granted. He would personally ring Max and grant him leave and an apology. Karen got blasted by multiple senior managers. Karen would have been sacked, but her uncle, the director of the firm, stopped this. Every manager on my worksite the following week spent three days training in employee rights, racial and cultural sensitivity, and compassion in the workplace. They also got told the training was because of Karen's actions, which alienated her from the management group. Max got a full week off with pay without needing to use his bereavement leave. It's nice that they were actually held accountable and actually showed that this company does care about having standards and morals. I feel like a lot of places, you bring this up to HR and somebody who's just on a wicked power trip is going to tell you to kick rocks, and there really isn't much you can do about it, especially somebody that has some nepotism. The fact that this major training operation had to unroll and this person still was saved in their job. This next story is, okay, if you say so. Back in the olden days, I had a supervisor who spent her time trying to get me in trouble. For some reason, she got it in her head that I was after her job. I come in one day and I'm told that from now on, I am to do only the tasks she tells me to do. Then she has me sign a form stating that I understand that I am not to do a specific daily task until she tells me otherwise. I know she did it only to see how I would act or react. Up until then, there were absolutely no issues with the way or when tasks were being completed. Okay, no problem. While this work could be skipped for a day or two, if it wasn't done by day three, it would start to affect everything else. 
At the end of the day, she leaves for a two-week vacation without telling me to complete the work. So guess what I did? Actually, what I didn't do. That's right. That daily task sat and sat and sat. Because I was the only one trained on how to do it and it wasn't being done. Many other tasks couldn't be completed either and we fell further and further behind. This was way before cell phones, so no one could reach her while she was gone. When she finally came back, the poop hit the fan. She tried to go to the higher-ups to get me fired, so I pulled out my copy of the form I signed. Guess who got in trouble? Not me. In fact, that form got torn up and removed from my file. After that, I went back to doing things the way they had been done before. The rest of the time I worked there, she would spend her days watching me through the crack in the door and trying to catch me doing something wrong. As far as I know, she's probably still on the hunt 30 plus years later. Really, this is a blessing and a curse because on one hand, it is so satisfying for this person to get caught up and exposed. But on the other hand, and although you're probably never doing anything wrong to begin with, it still sucks that you know you have some prying eyes always waiting for you to just slip up a little bit. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.